Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the A Winner Is You podcast. This, if this is your first time listening, firstly, welcome. And secondly, think of us as your friendly neighbourhood video game book club coming straight at your ear holes with a different game each episode to discuss and pick to pieces so you don't have to. Whether you've played the game alongside us in anticipation of the podcast, whether you've played the game before, or even if the game is nestled comfortably in your pile of shame, there will be something here for you, so be rest assured that we have you covered. If you're a winner is you veteran of years gone by, you will know that we here at the Winner is You Towers like to pick themes for summer, winter. We've not had an autumn theme yet. Maybe that's something we can look at. <laughs> and this is fast becoming my favourite theme of the lot. Right, folks, back by popular demand. Popular demand being Alex and I. We have another summer of resi for you lined up. And first up, it's what might prove to be one of our collective favourite Resident games. I guess we'll decide that by the end of the podcast. The 2019 remake of Resident Evil 2. But before that, it's time for some introductions. My name is David, and as usual, with me this week is my partner in crime, Mr. Alex Aldridge. How are you doing today, Alex? Not great. <laughs> Come down with a lurgy, which... Um... Lovely. Yeah. Can you pull yourself together to burken your loins and... I don't know, Redfield, your, your pants? Redfield, my pants. That would be a very much different type of lurgy that I definitely don't want. We don't want that. No. It, it, may, it may come to that, though. Sometimes we get things we don't want. So what's wrong with you? What's Or if, like, what an old lady from Aberdeen, Aberdeenshire would normally say is, fits worse with you. Fits worse with you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe COVID. Who knows? Hey. Maybe the G virus. Who knows? But it's why I'm drinking water this evening instead of beer because it won't make me feel any better if I drink the latter. So I'm being a good lad. You just got to power through. If you feel ill, just just inject the alcohol into your veins and then you're fine. And maybe that would have worked. Yeah, I might stick a rum down me later. It makes you feel makes you feel worse in the long run. As I, I've I've med self medicated myself when I've felt unwell with whiskey many a time it makes you feel great in the in the moment but the next day is it's, it's not worth it it's not worth it uh, so yeah but i got a you know i got a day out of the office working from home today so uh yeah that's where the notes for this podcast came from a bonus bit of exo primal and that as well yeah the cards i wasn't expecting that oh yeah I did not question it i was, though, I was gonna say yeah i forgot to even tell you that that's why i was at home today oh well so if I get huskier and, you know, gravelier sexier. by the end, then uh, you know why. Because I don't feel sexier, that's for sure. But what we've been doing is quite sexy. I think you'll agree. It is. It is. It has been quite uh, I fell down and I think I do this every podcast, so I'm not going to say it. I I've went hard on this game this week. I had a great old time with it. Mm. It was basically every time I had a, a spare moment, I was booting up Resident Evil to have a... I run about and scare myself. Although it becomes distinctly much less scary a game after you leave the police station, I think. I think I, just, I don't know. Uh, I think Maybe it's it not doesn't. the scares. Is I don't think are the only things that dip after you leave the police station. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right there. Something that's likely repeatable for most Resi games after you leave whatever the main area that the bulk of the game is set in is. For example, seven. Four, yeah. one. So is that is that just a thing that they do? Is it's like let's hide a med lab type thing underneath some big building, or 
I su- yeah, I guess I suppose if you've if you've decided to base your in-universe disease slash outbreak on medical malpractice rather than I don't know devil magic. I don't know what Romero used to use the dead rising from the grave, whatever that was. Then yeah. I guess there needs to be a lot of lab, uh, you know laboratories around to uh, concoct these solutions. The recent Resident Evil TV show that. Oh yeah, finished on a cliffhanger. Then they didn't um, give the green light to the next season, so we'll never know. They went for like a whole town. It was basically so it was like Umbrella had their lab, and then everybody that worked for the lab mm. were in this town. Actually, fairly similar. I've just been to see Oppenheimer in the, in the cinema. Maybe a modern version of that. Yeah, I'm going to see that a... this week as well. Uh, that kind of sounds a bit like um, Batman Arkham City as well, where they had like. Part of Gotham City is just the prison now. Yeah, just bu- build the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's channel our inner Germany 1930s plus Trump in one go in a comic book, and we'll yeah, we'll make a. Apparently, everybody's fine with it, as far as I could tell in Batman. I mean, it'd be a bit annoying if you kind of lived in you know a criminal like a flight path, but a criminal path. So now you had to move out because. One of the guys who dresses like the penguin needs to live here. Yeah. Or at least commit crimes here, anyway. Some sort of debauchery. Yeah. But it got everybody, it got it got civvies off the streets. So Batman never had any collateral damage. So I guess there is that. Yeah. Can you, I was thinking about that game, um, Arkham Knight. Yes. What was the problem with that game? Was it the, the tank port that was. Oh, Is right. The- Sorry. Uh, yeah, the PC port as well. Yeah, yeah, they removed it from sale. It was that bad. Did they? Yeah. It was oh just completely goodness. broken. We, I think we've largely I, I, gone back to that era as well, haven't we? The, the amount of times I yeah. see people complaining about PC ports at the moment. We are sneaking back. It seems... Yeah, it just feels like it's getting worse. I, I, do you think it's like a, a sort of a COVID hangover? It's just like the games that were being developed during that era are sort of finishing and coming out and they're just not quite as... <laughs> cohesive uh, i think that's an excuse if i'm honest people can work from home quite effectively if they put their mind to it i have no idea i have no idea why a pc port would not be optimized in 2023 it doesn't make any sense unless chipsets meant that people couldn't get hold of high-end gear had to build it oh. on low-end gear i don't i don't know especially given like console architectures like a a different thing these days exactly like they're mu- like both both of, there's no cell processors floating about and there's there's like yeah, there like I, I remember there being a chat about when the new consoles launched that their the architecture is much closer to PC hardware, yeah. so they should be should be easier to develop for simultaneously. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's funny that the microtransactions and loot boxes never break. <laughs> they always seem to work. Oh yeah, that gets prime development time. That does. Yeah, not in this <laughs> game though. No, no. Because this is a lovely, refreshing way to play video games in many ways. Mm-hmm. Should we dive in? I think it's time to dive in. Alrighty. Well, just for parity's sake, the game was released on the 25th of January in 2019 on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. But David and I were playing the Series X updated version that released in June 2022. So what's the, what have they done? Frame rate? Uh, yeah, so the initial release supported 4K or 60fps. The version that we played obviously supports both together, so it is 4K at 60fps. 
Uh, or it may be 1440p, but I'm not entirely sure. But you do have an option for ray tracing mode um, that does fix a lot of the quite severe problems that the original game has with mainly reflections. There's a Digital Foundry video out there that you, you can go and watch where it shows. Oh, I, find that. I was actually trying I to show that. you what the problem is with it in the police station with the reflections on the ground and stuff. But you weren't watching my stream at the time. So I was basically talking to you and you weren't even there. <laughs> um, so the, the ray tracing, the lighting and the reflection stuff does look far better. But the game then runs 40 to 60 FPS uncapped. So it's not optimal for you know precision aiming, which this game does require a lot of. Um, it does help, I think, if you have a 120 it hurts tv um because you can then add a there's a second mode which is like high frame rate mode or something so you can do the ray tracing plus high frame rate and i think if you've got 120 hertz tv you might you'll probably get 80 odd fps there that's probably the best way to play you probably need vrr i can't afford that shit so i don't have that kind of a tv yet no so i played it quite unexcitingly if that's even a word in performance mode yeah well no, it doesn't even have a performance mode anymore, does it? It's just ray tracing on or off. So I just turned ray tracing right, off. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I assume whatever. I maybe didn't touch it. But yeah, I, I, I play most of... I do have a 4K TV downstairs, that I, but I don't use it very often. And it and actually, the my Series S is connected to that. My Series X is up here in my gaming monitor that isn't 4K. So Oh. Um, it's just 1080? Don't know. Oh, okay. Don't ask me. Don't even know how I would know anymore. I, I, I can't remember. It's it's quite a good one, but it's not 4K. Right, okay. But it might be able to get the extra frames, I don't know. Or did it tell you that you didn't have the hardware for it? I think it did tell you that, didn't it? It was, yeah. It yeah. was telling me I didn't have the hardware. So, it's nice that they did it. Um, probably isn't as exciting or even, you know, as effective as you'd want it to be for an update of a game that's just over four years old now for yeah. new hardware, but it runs better. I mean, probably the best thing about the, the version that we play now is the, the loading and the saving, which is like lightning quick. Instantaneous, yeah. yeah I was, think I said this to you before when I was playing. I It loads so fast that I often forget, or I often don't realize that it's loaded and I'm just sitting waiting on it loading. I'm like, oh yeah, I need to press A. Yeah. Did you notice as well that when you did the, um, the second run, it, t- it actually tells you so because it cuts out so much at the beginning of the game you don't see the guy eating his burger talking about how his wife looks like a corpse yeah all the crash you don't you don't even play the the gas station section um it actually has text on the load screen to get you caught up with all the bits that it's just cut out oh, because the game it? loads right, okay. so quickly now you can't even read it it's so quick <laughs> it's just like you can read the first paragraph if you're quick but no it's, um, yeah, that's. I found that very funny that they don't have like a press A to start. It just starts the game, so you can't even read what they're trying to tell you has just happened. <laughs> Did you play the demo? So, because prior to launch, well, actually, I know you played the demo because you and I played it at Gamescom, and I was buzzing from playing that back then. We queued for quite so a while, I, I believe, for this. Yeah, that had been twenty eighteen, I guess, wasn't it? That was. I remember we sat and played. I think we played Mario Kart in a DS. And I think um, that was the one. If it was like, if I ever come back to another gaming convention, I'm taking like a camp chair so I can just sit down in the queue. While this oh is yeah, up. well we must have been switched by then, I guess. We were playing them. Would it have been? Yeah, yeah maybe we did then. Um, yes, okay, I did. I did play the demo, um, but I've got very little memory of it. What is the demo? 
Well, it was, was called, it? it was called the One Shot Demo, um, which was released prior to launch, and it was it had a half an hour time limit, and you could only play it once. Uh, but apparently, that was downloaded two million times in its first week, which is must be very pleasing for. So a, even if you downloaded it, it was like one and done. Yeah, you, once the timer's over, that's it. You can't play it again. I guess if you had multiple accounts or consoles, you probably could do. But so that was a cool little thing that they did, and I remember being really hyped from the demo. Reviewed obviously very very well. It's got th- mm. uh, ninety three on Metacritic for the Xbox version and a ninety one for the PS four version. It's basically everything you would want from a a remake that has taken sort of taken what is yeah what has been done in the PS what was PS one era yeah and then taking that concept of a game and modernizing it that is I, I can't think of a better remake there may be one that i'm missing but this is one that i can't think of well we t- i mean we could talk about the quality later on or we can jump a little bit towards that now do let's just do a quick uh comparison because we have played a remake of a resident evil game already this year how is it how how, well, I suppose, how familiar are you with Resident Evil 4 original to compare it to so its did. remake Forgot versus this Already one. forgotten about that. Um, <laughs> I haven't put, well, I haven't made it past the village at the beginning where you get the shotgun of RE4 mm. on Wii. And I've never okay. played it on GameCube. It's, it's really it tough. Because you're talking, 2 and 4 are definitely my two favourites of the originals. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the, both the remakes are absolutely excellent. Yeah. And as you say... Yeah, really well done. Yeah. But you're you're not such a fan. I guess we'll find out next year when we do Summer of Resi episode uh, season three. But um, if we stick to what we've spoken about, but you yeah. weren't such a fan of RE three no. remake. No, um, is it still good? Is it just not as it's, good? Or yeah, it's fine. It totally fine. Um, they added in some some nemesis boss fights that were not enjoyable, but we'll talk about unenjoyable boss fights later on. I imagine because I I have played maybe an hour and a half to two hours of RE3, and then I must have got distracted because I think I say to you all the time, I really want to go back to it. Yeah. I enjoyed it fine. I thought it was okay, um, pretty good. I mean, yeah, it, it looks great. It handles great. Obviously, yeah, the the, the 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 streets of Raccoon City look incredible in that game. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem I have with it is obviously it's far too short. It was done off the back of this How engine. How long is it? Five hours. Okay. It was done off the back of you know this being a success. It was in development pretty quickly after this one was finished because it was so successful. They cut out a lot of the original game. It's just not in the remake. There's obviously one playthrough you can do, really. There's not multiple versions like there is this way round. They tried to make up for that by doing... Uh, what's the Resident Evil one that's not reverse? But it begins with an R resistance, is it, or something? There is. Yeah, let's go with that. It's the one that was like the um, asymmetrical multiplayer shit where one person's the controlling all the enemies and all that. That was lobbed in as part of the package to try and make up for how short that game is. Um, and Nemesis is just not as effective as Mr. X's because Nemesis is entirely scripted every time that you see him. Is he a different monster? Yes. Right, okay, because in my head they were the same... They look different, and I had just forgotten by the time I saw three. I mean, he does look kind of like Mr. X. They both have that sort of really pasty grey face. They're both massive bastards. But the funny thing about the one in Remake 3 is that he's got basically like a bin bag on his head for the start of it, which is quite quite amusing. I don't really know why. <laughs> Mr. X in this game, actually, um, he's got like something stuck in his head. You can kind of see it. It's like an antenna 
that seems to be sticking out of him because I think he's being controlled, but it actually has the umbrella logo on it if you oh, does it? zoom in really close to it. That's daft. You do not, if you're going to be an evil, like, like what do you like, comic book villain medical testing lab, you don't want to telegraph your crimes by putting your logo on your <laughs> actual crime, do you? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a burglar like put, putting put his own logo, logo on his back. or something. Yeah, like Elon Musk's face or something on it on the on the end of the antenna. Just like don't don't put your own one on there. Um, let's see exactly. T zero zero was a tyrant sent into Raccoon City during the nineteen ninety eight Raccoon City destruction incident. Uh, it's simultaneous, right? Two and three. We might get yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Jill's out in the streets while this is all going on. This is a few days after, I think. Right, the okay. mansion, or maybe maybe a bit longer than days, because I know that obviously Claire is looking for Chris. A few days after the mansion, but at the same time as the police station. Yeah. So yeah, okay. And then four, what is that, like years later? Does Leon become a stars lad? Oh, me- yeah. Follows yeah. interest Redfields. But what threw me, and I think this is, I kind of wanted to get into this actually, sorry if I'm derailing, but the... Chris Redfield, when you're running about in the police station, Marvin says that Chris is on holiday in Europe, mm-hmm. which matches up with well, both seven and eight. Is do those run concurrently, or is that am I just missing? Is he off actually on holiday in Europe? That's yeah, I think he's actually in holiday in Europe because obviously he's in. Why didn't you tell Claire? And because Claire's come to visit him, and they're obviously close enough to have matching jackets. That's a good question because obviously Chris is not on holiday in Europe. He is in the mansion, or he was in the mansion anyway. Oh shit! So he is. That's why she he's can't find him. That's why he doesn't know where she is, where he is. Rather, and he's like stars, which is like is that like super police? Yeah, exactly. So but then, obviously, Chris's story then would see him go to. Um, well, he's in Code Veronica. He goes looking for Claire, I think, uh, in Alaska. In a bit, you've probably not got to yet. Never got to that. I do know you go there, though. And then, obviously, he's off to Africa. And then, obviously, in five. he's back in seven as like a working for Blue Umbrella. Because Leon's not stars, is he? Or is he? No, he's RPD. But he becomes stars, does he? Because he's stars by four, no? No, he works for the president then, doesn't he? He's like a special like forces. A yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, which is different. Yeah, I think he's just disassociated from that by that point. Because Chris is working for the BSAA, is he, in five? Oh, is he? I think so. So even he's not stars? Not by five, no. I think he might be in Code Veronica, but I... We... And what, is he still BSAA in... No, he's like Blue Umbrella like now, isn't he? Is Blue Umbrella... Was that like anti umbrella? Yeah. Was that? <laughs> we're are, we're laying bare course. the nonsense that is the Resident Evil timeline right now. By the way, because <laughs> this is all like me trying a trying to explain things that I don't even know are right. But what I do know is right is that apparently the uh, Mister X was flown over Raccoon City. Apparently they were they made f- six of them, and they were flown over the city. Uh, some of them went to. Incineration Disposal Plant P12A to fight Delta Force operators. T00 was given two unique missions. This is Mr. X. Firstly, it was to eliminate any survivors in the Raccoon police station, which Umbrella could not verify had already fallen. And second, it was to locate a sample of the Golgotha virus and return it to its designated pickup point. That's the G virus, obviously. And what's Umbrella's goal? What do they want? 
at this point to cover up what they've done. So yeah, they're just like they've accidentally unleashed a virus, and they're like, right, we'll fix this by unleashing another virus. Six different, like, and it's all different strains because Birkin must be different from Mister X. And then there's well, like, Birkin's self-inflicted, like, isn't it? Because he just injects himself after they shoot the shit out of him with trying to take the sample away. It's almost like we need a member of a Resident Evil podcast to set us right. That would have been nice, wouldn't it? But he doesn't want to come on yeah. here and talk about these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably talked about them enough i'm pretty sure umbrella in this scenario are trying to cover up what they have done and i don't know why right, okay. they were doing it but it seems that william birkin obviously was the creator of the virus and later injects himself with it after being shot by umbrella's cleanup crew who are trying to come and take it away from him as a means to sort of keep Pretty himself bad. alive and then he becomes fucking mutated and gross and Really unpleasant to be around. Yeah, there seems to be two versions of Birkin in there, like a monster version, because there's like two different heads as well. Good, good point. And then like that that head, the other, the other, the really weird looking head comes out, and that's when he gets violent. His little Siamese twin guy. Yeah, you can't yeah. say that anymore. Actually, can you? Can you say that anymore? I don't even know. Apologies if you if you can't say that. Who anymore. knows? <laughs> conjoined Who knows? twin. Let's say that the little conjoined twin comes out. Sold really well. Uh, shipped 3 million copies in its first week, 4 million in its first month. So that was Capcom's second biggest launch on Steam as well after Monster Hunter World from the year prior. Uh, and they updated, Capcom did a sales update released uh, January of this year, 2023. And they said it was that where they announced it had sold 11.3 million copies up to January wow. 2023. So that's pretty good for them. That is pretty good. Yeah. They apparently uh, considered using tank controls and fixed camera angles for the remake because they wanted well, they to try they? and please, please like the hardcore fans of the original game because I suppose at the point where this came out they hadn't actually remade anything other than Resident Evil 1 which was remade with tank controls and fixed camera angles on the GameCube oh does it? okay because I was going to say when you are saying it's remade with tank I was like it's not an Xbox when I played it surely um, the, the that version of Resident Evil 1 remake has the option for tank controls, but it also, but it by default it has just sort of straight up free movement, which is. I think they made the right decision. It's quite a, it's quite a sliding doors moment, isn't it? Because this is this is the the RE remake that sort of injected yeah. some life back into this franchise, right? You could probably argue that this may have opened the floodgates for not just Capcom and Resident Evil, but for a lot of studios with a lot of IPs. Dead Space being one, mm. Silent Hill Two is coming out now as well. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. They've seen the they've seen the success yeah. of these games and they're just trying to follow suit. You're right. You're 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 probably spot on. Like if they didn't get this right in the way that they got this right, mm. those games probably don't exist. And this like like you're saying, this revival of the franchise probably isn't isn't there either. Was seven already on the go? When it, does it, seven come out? Seven had already come out. So, okay. so seven had brought the the franchise back into not shit territory. And um, this was obviously being developed by a completely different team who made that. They made that video, didn't they, where the guy had a shirt on that just said, we do it, which I cannot believe no one who spoke English in Capcom had a little anything to say about that. No one had a look at it and thought, maybe we should just make that make sense. Yeah. <laughs> he had his little jacket on and he ripped it off and his shirt said, we do it. And they made this big announcement. That, yes, we're finally going to do the Resident Evil 2 remake and we're going to do it and in the style of modern Resi or Resident Evil 4 mm-hmm. or whatever, which... Um, I agree with you, is 
the right way to have done it. Um, they they said that obviously they were forced to think up new ways to like scare people now because in the original games, a large part of how they scared you and made zombies more effective of an enemy was to hide them around a corner that you can't see into you. It was fixed get the camera, camera change too, right? Exactly. So without okay. that, with it being behind you every time, they had to do a lot of different things to actually get people scared. So they used a lot of like dark. Well, darkness is a massive like factor in this game. If you think about the yeah. original Resident Evil Two, all the corridors are really well lit. Like the whole police station, there's not really anything yeah. dark in there. This one, no. you've got a lot of using of his torch. There's loads of smoke effects. There is broken windows with like lashing rain and wind coming through. Oh, theirs are so well done. Yeah, yeah. they're great. They're great. And I wish they had done it more because they do it a couple times where you can go into rooms and sort of turn the light switch on. Yeah. They only do they, 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 There's a couple safe rooms they do it, and then the there's press um, room. the press room. And I was trying to think of any others, but I wish they had done a bit more of that, sort of played with the lighting. Yeah. They could have. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a big deal. It was just, I, I like that little touch. Yeah. And it's really well done, um, you know when you're having to use the torch all the time and, and whatever, mm. like to, to just mask enemies in the distance enough, and especially the ones that are on the floor. If you if you play the game on hardcore, you know, the the agreed tactic apparently is like you, you know, you're gonna have to just down them and leg it. Headshots don't really make a difference um as much as they do in this version. So this the tactic for hardcore mode is shoot them in the legs to stun them because apparently if you don't stun the zombies there's like a stun animation and if you don't do that as you're running past them in hardcore mode they will do that running grab after you every oh. single time so Sons of hardcore playthroughs are apparently riddled with crawling zombies on the ground because you just can't you're not finishing any of them off and you're just shooting legs whereas obviously that's one thing I've... which is more of a dead space tactic i guess right yeah we've got like a lot of sort of zombie games um that have come out over the years. And I was trying to think of like, these to me are, are the, maybe I was trying to think of better ones and I can't again, like happy to be proven, proven wrong, but yeah. I can't think of like better feeling zombies, like the way they sort of shamble. Oh. And then like their, their heads wobble about. Yeah. They don't stay still. You've you're shooting. You're right. They've, they've got that little, that little injection of pace over a couple yards mm-hmm. <laughs> that they can just, um, yeah, they can just do you. And I, yeah, it just makes them feel like dangerous and scary and unpredictable in a way. I think of a lot like even I was thinking back to like Days Gone zombies or Dead Rising zombies, like super predictable in terms of their attack patterns and the way they move. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, yeah, these ones are yeah. I've made my point. They're ama- they're amazing. <laughs> they, they are amazing. Um, as you say, they they well for, for starters, they are animated incredibly well. The way mm. that they like. The viscera and the gore in this game is un- probably quite underrated for how incredible it is. Remember that yeah. bit where he fucking pulls that the guy's head apart and he's had a, like all yeah. of his mouth ripped off. Looks unbelievable. All the times yeah. you shoot a zombie, like any part of its body where they get like the flesh kind of starts to rip off. You can obviously cut their legs and arms off. Headshots look amazing, and the way that you can sort of change how a zombie is going to react towards you by doing this limb damage is, is is so well done like as you say it's one of the best zombie games there is and the coolest thing about that is that there isn't evil hadn't touched zombies for, for decades and they had a wave of zombie games that had happened in between you've got resident evil code veronica's on uh dreamcast like 2001 mm. maybe 2000 
and they've largely stayed away from zombies since then. They've they've updated their enemies to you know all this different shit. Yeah, you're right. I've never. I, I've honestly now you're saying that I'm like, of course they haven't. But it's just yeah, that had never clicked with me before. That's and there's the zombie funny. space has been taken up by well themselves with Dead Rising, as you say. They probably made at least three of those games by the time time this came out, if not four. Mm-hmm. There was Call of Duty, all the zombie stuff in there. I mean, there's there's endless zombie games you could you could think of Dead Island, all that shit. Like, there's so yeah, many people who've tried it while they've been out of the game, and yeah, they just come right. back and bossed um, it again. It's, it's it's like those are like two of my biggest like what I don't know like do, my biggest unpopular opinions. Like, I've never got bored of World War Two shooters, and I've never got bored of zombie games. But that yeah. seems to be. I remember a period when people just hated on both of those. Now it's like ah, I like them. <laughs> I still have fun with them. Yeah. I really, I, I bought and really want to get started at some point on uh, Stubbs the Zombie, where you play as a zombie. Oh, they've just, did you buy, that's yeah. the thing they remade, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great shout. Yeah, that'd be good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing they did actually to make this game sort of scary is obviously the sound design. Apparently they built like, um, or they'd recently built this like dynamic mixing 3D sound stage. Where they use this new technology they had to make all this like three sixty binaural sound technology. Did you feel that always worked for you? I think I thought there was the odd occasion where it didn't. It's. Um, I think. I think on paper and in, in like con- conceptually, the way that it tries to mo- modify like sound effects, sort of relative to the your character's position in the mansion and mm-hmm. the way Mister X is moving about, is amazing. But. Yeah, I think sometimes Mr. it X did sound a bit good. off, like not. Yeah, not Mr. Where it Mr. X for me was was well, as far as I could tell, he was spot on. I could generally tell the direction he was he was in relative to the character. Yeah, um, it was like zombie groaning. I would hear so like there was there was the odd occasion I I noticed, and it was maybe just a bug rather than the audio design um, that I would hear. Like I'd be standing, say if I was standing up against a wall in a safe room, mm. um, and I'm facing a door. That I would hear the zombie on my left, but I think what I'm actually hearing was the zombie like in the next room on my left, so that when I opened the door, I would then know where it was in terms of the relation to the room. But from where I was standing, it was totally off. If that made sense, like it sounded like it was right next to me. I see, but it was actually sort of forward and left. Hmm. So if you stood next, yeah, if that makes sense, I don't know if I've explained that well. Yeah, it's try- yeah, I guess it's trying it's trying to do it relative to where you are but the 3d nature of it maybe didn't quite work as well as it should have done Hmm. but yeah i mean mr x as you say that that does work really well it needed to work really well because of the fact that he basically is always walking i love that i was actually about to say that and i couldn't remember what video i'd watched but it's it's I love when you get little like nuggets of information like that. This the Skyrim dragons are the same in that they're always present in the world. Okay. They just sort of um, the, the 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 dragons in Skyrim basically just bec- when you're not looking at them and they they're far away they become little sticks basically, but they're always there. Wow, and the okay. same with Mister Rex. He sort of his animations obviously stop and he sort of t poses around the place, but like. He's always in game. Yeah, and I think that's amazing because it makes it makes the space feel like an actual space. If that oh makes totally sense. Like, yeah absolutely. You, you were speaking about the the sort of scripted Mister X or whatever he's called Nemesis. That's why that's Nemesis. why it's not as good. That's one of the key reasons. Feel real, and he'll yeah. like go from being behind you to 
spawning in front of you and things like mm. that. I remember that happening. Um, whereas he, Mr. X never does that because he's got to get to places. And that, yeah, that yeah. just makes the man shit. I told you I would do that. The police <laughs> station feel like an actual space that you can sort of exist in and move around in and, and manipulate with him. It's, it's, it makes It seems like nothing when you describe it because you're like well what does it matter if he's there when he's at the other end of the mansion but it what it does is it creates something it means if he's miles away as well he's actually got to make his way to you rather than just well oh so you better tell me he can teleport he can teleport but he will only teleport if you if he's stuck in an area that is no longer loaded so i don't think the game can necessarily load the entire mansion you made right, me do okay. it the entire police station <laughs> at the, like all at once. So if you go like completely to the other side of the police station, and then therefore wherever he was, he's no longer is no longer loaded into the memory. He will sort of like teleport through it really quickly, and then he will okay. end up somewhere, and then he'll start looking through rooms again. He will also teleport if he's got a scripted segment coming up, like the bit where he breaks through the back of the press room wall or in the, to the car park. So there are st- sometimes, obviously, where he needs to teleport to be ready for a scripted segment. But for the most part, he is just walking around looking through doors and trying to find you in a, in a you know a very I love that. natural I way, which is so good, incredible. But largely, Mister X, I don't think is necessarily as much of a threat as the thought of him makes him. So the that, sounds yeah. and the hiding from him is, and knowing he could be anywhere, is more of a threat than when he actually finds you, because he's quite easy mm-hmm. to bait. He's quite easy he to just juke out of the way or stun. But he's, he is, yeah. The, the most effective part of him is that he makes you play the game in a way you aren't comfortable to play it, and he makes yeah. everything else in the game more of a threat. He makes... Liquors, liquors that you're trying to walk dangerous. slowly past if he's in the area you can't do that anymore well yeah because it's it's contrasting yeah. gameplay mechanics isn't it because i you um i didn't see you engage with many liquors now i think about it because whenever i saw you you were sort of out of the police station but yeah like mm-hmm. how i would play with them is you just like i i would when it was certainly in the leon campaign i would only ever engage with them if i was forced to i would sort of try and dodge them i'd go slow but then you can't do that when mr x is there you've got to run and you're yeah. You're right. Um, I, I agree with you. He's not so much of a threat himself. I'm trying to think of because I was, I never actually. I think I got distracted by a liquor, so I never sort of marinated on the thought. But I, I was trying to think of you know how how I, I'll endlessly moan about the sort of if it sees you, you're dead mechanic of yeah. um, the alien game isolation. I was wanting to I bring this like, up actually as well. Yeah, I haven't got it in my notes, but comparing these two is. Yeah, they're, they're interesting because the alien is a is a real threat in the Absolutely. way that you're right. Mister X isn't, but yeah, I I don't know. I I'm trying to parse my blind rage because I clearly wasn't good enough for a section, and the alien was just catching me. Mm. Versus my honest critical opinion of like Mister X, you can get out the way of him, you can outrun him, you just sort of stay, you can just sort of sort of kite him at arm's reach. But you're right, like there are certain moments where like a chain of events will happen. You'll maybe get caught by a zombie, or you'll run into a locked door that you didn't see was there, or you're right, you'll come across liquors in which he does become a real threat. Because if he catches you, you're in trouble. Oh yeah, if he, if he does get his hand on you, then yeah. But if he's pushing you towards zombies, as because apparently in hardcore mode he he chases you faster as well. But it is just that sense of like 
taking away player comfort through and adding player tension at all You're times right. keeps yes. it stressful and makes every part of the game stressful. Maybe not him, but if I have to, if he comes from one direction that I thought was safe that I've cleared out, I've got to go through the way that's got liquors in it or zombies in it, and I've got you to go away I don't want to go. Yeah. yeah, he still filled me with dread when I knew he yeah. was coming, or I could hear him moving and stuff like that. So, and yeah, I mean, I guess there probably are people that don't like him being in the game, but yes, he forces you to play. You're right. It, like it was when you said he forces you to play in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it makes me move around the police station like I would. I would, if that mm. makes sense. Like, if this is a, there's some point you get to the video game this, and you're just like tearing about the place. Like, if you play that game enough, you know where the zombies yeah. are going to be, and you know where the liquors are, and you you don't care what's around the next corner because you can kind of handle it. You've got a knife, um. But you're right. You're like you're like right. I can hear he's nearby, but if I can just move slowly, you won't know I'm here, and I can just carry on. And then you get forced to use your gun, and you're like, oh no, here he comes because he's heard that. And you're right. It. It makes makes you move around a, a way in which feels a bit more believable. What's it? Ludonarrative dissonance that mm. they always talk about with GTA Five, where you're meant to be sort of this under or um, what's the word? You're meant to be this sort of um, misunderstood guy who's mm. maybe done a bit of bad things, but actually you're most of a mostly a nice dude. And then like between missions, you're flying about in a car running people over and like shooting policemen and stuff like that and yeah this sort of gets rid of that by forcing you to act in a certain way which is a great point mm. i guess it makes that you made much more succinctly than i did it, i assume i assume there probably are ways to manipulate him if you've played the game enough like fully manipulate him that that's an assumption though because the way i would kind of look at it is that it, it must make almost every playthrough slightly random and dynamic yeah. in a way that you can never rest on your laurels of just gaming the game by knowing the entire routes you're going to take and knowing, you know, having a smooth sail all the way through the police station because you know everywhere to go because he's going to ruin that at some point, surely. Yeah, you're you're totally right. Can you see on that and how like with that and like kiting them and the the randomness of the game? Can you sort of tell me how you feel about? the controls and like for the most part i think this game controls really well but um i'm sort of caught between two tra- sort of trains of thought with this and that on, on one hand there was the odd time where i felt like mr x was chasing me and he'd like take a swing at me and i kept like try to press like lb to do a, the, like the the alan wake ducking animation and then there was other bits where i'd like floor a zombie and want to run up and stamp on their head like you do in dead space but the game doesn't let you do that. And mm. I'm sort of torn between thinking, oh, it would be nice if the game allowed you to sort of move a bit more realistically rather than the sort of rigid way that you're forced to run by zombies. Because like, if I had to run by a zombie, I'd be like ducking and try to sprint rather than same yeah, old running fair. animation. Um, but then on the other hand, the sort of toned down, stripped back nature of the controls does add tension. And I don't think that tension can be under underplayed. Yeah, it's, obviously it's going to make an element of difficulty there. Um, and I can't decide whether I'm of the thought of I like the tension that it gives me, which I do, or I think that you, it feels late. Lazy is not the right word, but it feels uninventive to restrict the players. To say we've had this conversation about sort of tank controls over the years, mm. and that like I don't think you need to 
tank control the player to create tension and fear. I think there's other ways to do it. Not I anymore, anyway. Yeah. Just, yeah, I think um, and moving and shooting was a big thing back in the day with mm. the old Resident Evil games, and I don't think that's a necessary way to do it. So, like, do you know? Do you know what I'm getting at? I'm sort of torn between enjoying the tension I get and not being sure about. I guess yeah, using it's, the controls for that. It must be a fine line because they've obviously got it. They've got to balance like you know player experience with their vision of how difficult the game is going to be. Mm. So to to sort of hamper your your character's agility to an extent where they can't be like as you say doing like forward rolls or running up the wall to get out of the way or whatever. Um, Did they never sprint either? None of them. I'd be I'd be sprinting for my life. Yeah, I mean, even the sprint is more of a heavy jog. It's a jog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's an, it can be an issue with the boss fights. And which I guess... Is, yeah, yes, which is, I think, where, where I was mostly feeling it. Yeah, and I think potentially that that is maybe kind of stuck steadfast to an old style of mentality towards survival horror and how to create that in terms of, like, you are just going to have to decide if you take damage or waste ammo. So this boss is going to hurt you. Did you bring enough health from your supplies that you should have been finding as you Mm. played through this game? Or do you have enough ammo to, you know, you're running through a corridor full of zombies. You've got not a lot of ammo, but a lot of health. Are you going to waste what little ammo you have left now when you could use it on something big? Or are you, so therefore you're going to take a hit to your herb supply or whatever. So I think Mm. maybe it's that like kind of like, resource management is part of the challenge so to yeah, to make that right. the challenge it is it has to be needed to the point where you can't just like yeah sprint and duck and dive your way through zombies like a normal person yeah I, I, th- I think ultimately is what it is at the end of the day we're playing a video game so they can't add everything to it in the type of yeah I just thought it was an interesting mm. I don't like feeling like a player's you hate it when there's when there's something that seems out of your control that you couldn't. Yeah, I you think, had no way um, of avoiding, which is totally fair. A totally no fair way of criticism. avoiding. And I, I get, I find myself getting, and again, this is just video games, so like this is a me problem. But I find myself getting angry when the game takes control off of me. So like any sort of game mechanic that will freeze a player in place in a multiplayer game, I'll just drive me round the wall or make me move slowly or edit my turn in circle and stuff like that and i felt often like i felt you know like if you'd get hit some of this some of the animations were really frustrating and um yeah yeah it is what it is and it's like i say it's a me problem and it does put you in boss fights that are very enclosed to like quite a lot of the time in this Mm. If you think about the if you if you lay out the boss fights one of very claustrophobic yeah like the first, the first Birkin one, the G one, where you're running through all those like sort of pipes or whatever, mm. and there's all that steam coming out. That's very enclosed. The the big fight that you have with him is basically in a circle. There's one on the the train turntable. They're all in arenas, really. The worst, small ones. the the most, the one that gave me the worst rage was the Mister X fight. At yeah, the end of the that's on a that's on a square, tiny area. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite. I'm thinking back. I I. Of the boss fights, I think that first one's maybe I'm trying to think of maybe my favorite. 
where you're sort of like the steam's fun and i like how it all starts pretty normal and then birkin sort of starts smashing the place up and adding steam to the environment so it sort of changes as you're playing and then like he'll begin following you and if you get if you i don't know if it's a phase or if you just get further enough away he'll every so often he'll stop following and go a different way and because of all the steam you're like oh no where is he yeah really like that i thought that was really well done yeah Rather than let's put them on a square and just make you run in circles, <laughs> and sometimes put rock in the way that you can't run through. You yeah, run around. <laughs> they 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 were obviously hamstrung by the original designs of the bosses, I guess, and not wanting mm-hmm. to change things too much. Fair but enough. yeah, the the one thing this game probably lacks is a good boss fight. I, I wouldn't say any of them are good. Mm. Really, no, I think I'd probably they're all quite you, similar. I- I do think that's a maybe a wider discussion for a different day. Maybe yeah. maybe there's a, an episode where we bring our it grinds my gears or hot takes episode to the table where we just sort of make statements and then discuss them. But like they are done well in certain games, but I think like story based or anything that's going for a narrative, I I'm not sure we need boss fights in every game. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're not always necessary. Like mm-hmm. I, I think like like they fit in in platformers and stuff like that, but. Yeah, I don't think this game necessarily would have been worse if you just been the boss fights. It builds some of the character, I guess, certainly for Birkin, I suppose, and how it relates to his family. But, yep, yep, you're um, right enough. But yeah, the execution of them was never anything that much more than run around in circles, try and avoid getting hit and shoot the weak points. It's basically every single one of them. Yeah, even I just think like I was like, so we we're about to play Rev. Remnant 2, I suspect the boss sort of fights in that will be fun. Like, obviously, there's the Souls games that the boss fights are fantastic, yeah, but yeah, they're sort yeah. of built for that. I'm not sure. Resi does. Resi feels like a, it's got them because video games, and it's from an era that that was a thing that video games had. I'm trying to think. Even like the Resi 4 ones aren't. None of the Resident Evil boss fights that I can think of are, are highlights of the game. It's all actual play in the game. I could, yeah, I think I agree with that. I'm struggling to pull up one out of the air that I think is actually amazing off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm struggling. Even that um, one with the little lad in the RE4 remake is just a, it's, it's a square room with stairs. Mm. So it's two square rooms, basically. Yeah. They do. They, they. I mean, Resident Evil games are definitely like video game-ass video games, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, and another square one. The one in the barn in RE4 remake as well that's another one. Oh yeah where that's basically almost like a 2D plane of him just coming towards yeah. you and going away again anyway anyway yes obviously they, they put so much like reverence and love for the game in into this remake you and I played most of it I suppose or at least more than the majority of it with the DLC added original soundtrack and noises you can put over the top which is fucking amazing yeah. the, the 98 polygonal models that I'm gutted I didn't realise till after I'd already played it three times and never wanted to play it again. That's there. Elsa Walker's gear as a DLC outfit for Claire is quite cool because it harks back to Resident Evil 1.5 and she was the character from that, which is ah. another potential game we could have a look at for this yeah. season. Um, they also did a lot to make sure that it was still set in the 90s as well apparently all like the environmental set designers made sure nothing was on show anywhere throughout the game that could not have been around in the 90s oh that's quite smart i was going to say because you find um like dictaphones and tape recorders and stuff like that and oh videos cassette players yeah you're right and chess pieces of course they were famously invented in oh everyone was opening their doors 
with loads of chess pieces in yeah. obscure <laughs> configurations on walls. Um, and, and, and like even more sort of like riddles on the wall written by some guy. Just like, oh, yeah, probably put the rook next to the bishop or something. I don't know. But yeah, thanks for your help, mate. Um, they also apparently worked with Harley Davidson because in the original game, Claire like starts up on her just a standard like basic generic motorbike but this time she has a 1998 night train a harley davidson night train yes and its license plate is j2198 which references the fact that the original game came out on the 21st of jan 1998 uh, very fucking smart. cool yes the last bit of trivia i have for you is that the game was developed obviously in the same engine as resident evil 7 which is the re engine which allowed them to reuse quite a few assets. Uh, you know the room on that. I think it's which the suddenly makes the third person movement. Um, I was R E eight. The the was it the DLC you can buy where Ethan's in third person. Yeah, that makes that make a hell of a lot more sense. Apparently, that's not as good as it seems. It might be from what I've read. Oh really? It, that it's not actually really transposed it from first person to third person in a well thought out way it's more of like a one-to-one they've just gone and made him move in third person and animated it but it doesn't actually feel right you're still kind of playing third first person style mm. apparently it feels a bit okay. off which is a shame because i was really looking forward to trying that yeah that would have been fun that would have been a fun maybe pod but yeah on the third floor there's you know the room where it's like um i think you get a key in there there's like a a mannequin in front of a light and it shines out and yeah. it makes it look like there's a bloke yeah. standing there. That's a shrunken version of the big mannequins from the attic in the Baker house from Resident Evil 7. You know, we have the chains. Oh, is it? Stuff. That's yeah. great. There's like grandfather clocks and some other stuff that's all like been copied over. Just reused assets or is it yeah. meant to be nods? Reused assets. Because some of the stuff yeah. is like, there's like a newspaper somewhere apparently that's also in Resident Evil 7, but the one in Resident Evil 7 you can actually read and it's talking about Resident Evil 2's happenings. So oh, it's like great. from the future. So yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. Before we get into the game though, I guess, yeah. I mean, any more thoughts that you might have? Um, I've already mentioned like my thoughts on the, the, the reverence and the, the animations mm-hmm. of the zombies and stuff. I think this game is fucking amazing like it's it's faithful but it's fresh yeah. it ke- i mean i'm surprised we haven't used the phrase keeps you on your toes yet because we've been you know that's such talking a that. definitive thing to say about this game is that the way that it kind of fucks with how the original worked, like with the placement of stuff mm-hmm. and the way that the liquor is and the whatever um it's just so cleverly done it's it, like it feels right how you may remember it but it's not quite yeah I, it's 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 funny that like because I always say, like, I've never really played the old Resident Evil games, which I think is actually nonsense. Like, I've finished, certainly played them all, um, and I played a good bit of it. Um, I think I just, when I was a kid, I just wasn't good enough to finish the games on my own. And I, like, I was remembering bits and pieces, but I think, like, you, you're talking about, like, the reverence and the nods, and it's, like, intelligent enough a game that people that are familiar with Resident Evil 2 can play it and think oh, look at that, look at that, here's a nod, here's a nod. It's, like, respectful to the fans in a way that, like, Resident Evil 6, for example, was not. Absolutely. But then there's, um, I think, at the same time, and it's, like, it, like a lot of testament and brave decision-making, I think, when they were making this game, and that, like, it, yeah. it is it is 
helped me develop a fondness for the series that I didn't have before. Mm. And it, like like this feels like a modern game. It it and it almost gives me a window into what people like you and your mates would have had when you were younger playing this game with the fear and the awe and the just yeah. sort of like this is a this is a quality series that I never had until these games came along. Mm. I played the RE one remake and thought it was fine. I'm not a fan of the puzzles. Um I think I tell you that every time we talk about yeah. it. Whereas like RE two the remake just hits that sweet spot where I'm just like, Yeah, I get it. Resident Evil's a cool franchise. Yeah. So like yeah, where I'm getting with that is I think what I think's most impressive about it is it's it's faithful enough that sort of long-running fan like yourself can feel rewarded Definitely. for your fandom. And it also is fresh enough and new enough so that someone like me who doesn't have the same affection for the series or didn't can come to it afresh with a sort of clean set of eyes and still have the same fun experience. I think that is yeah. rare in a, in a remake. Uh, yeah, because it is completely remade. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's set in the same story, set in the same locations, but the feel of the game and the way that it plays out and the layout, you know, it, it's it's totally fresh and new. It's not just a re- it's not like yeah. Crash Bandicoot or whatever or Spyro all that shit that Activision have been putting out, where it's just the same game. This feels markedly different in every single way, but mm-hmm. still is enough of Resident Evil Two for me to still love it, as you say. And yeah. I, I just love that. It's so atmospheric and it's still scary because of mm-hmm. that atmosphere and the way that it hides things from you in the darkness and the, the the use of sound that we've already said, the learning curve as well that it sets you with like you start the game off sort of shitting your pants around every corner going really slowly. But as you go through certain like additional playthroughs, like you, I mean, you were smashing for it the second time you did like five hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a much more like strategic game where you're planning things out. Your inventory management becomes more key. The routes that you take, you can try and like optimize it. I just fucking, I've always loved that about the Resi games. Like mm-hmm. once the scares are over, once the power fantasies have set, you know, set in towards the end of the game or whatever, and you know exactly what you're doing and you've got better weapons and stuff. If you go back and play them again, it's why I always used to play them with my friend, Chris, like talking through the strategies, remembering where to go, doing the puzzles, like learning the layout of the the police station is like as big a part of the fun as the horror elements are. And the police station itself is is one of the best settings for a game, I think, ever. I just I love how beautifully interconnected it is and how well it kind of opens itself. This is so much better and, and more time productive than the original version is like the original version will stick you across. Like something will be on one completely opposite end of the mansion to where you actually need to take it. And the backtracking can become a bit of a pain in the ass. But this one, I think really doesn't do that to any egregious level where it actually makes no. it a lot more intuitive when you're moving around where things open up sort of as they should in a, in a more understandable and forgiving way. I'd also like to sort of touch on the the fact sort of I think it's worth mentioning the when you're talking about the difficulty curve I think what it yeah. does in a really interesting and smart way is like so you you start the game obviously and then there's like areas of danger and areas of safety like that main hallway at the start of the game there's Marvin who you know is buggered but at the moment he's still a friendly figure yeah. and he'll help you this there's a save point there there's your chest and then you go into the dangerous area 
and then like that is like a, a sectioned off area and as you sort of get different bits and pieces and explore you that dangerous area expands but at the same time it also reduces because you start to kill zombies and they mm-hmm. obviously don't a lot of them don't come back so areas that were once scary and dangerous you know become safe and then it'll drip in a liquor and you're like oh yeah. this is a new threat and a, a real threat and then it sort of again turns it on its head by introducing mr x so the areas that were once safe are now dangerous and then it reduces your sort of safe area again because marvin turns into a zombie yeah and mr x can run about that area yeah. so you're sort of once was your sort of brightly lit refuge is no longer that and then when you finish the game and start again in the b playthrough it flips all that again by moving stuff around Mm -hmm. and it is and mr x is there from the beginning Mm -hmm. liquors are there from the beginning and it just sort of i think as you dig into the game it starts off at this relatively safe space that just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and i think it's really well done like the the curve is a beauty to behold it's yeah. just done real it's done subtly in a way that you don't really notice until you sit back and think about it. Yes. The game does, however, have an adaptive difficulty mechanic does it? underlying everything. Sneaky. So you're better to be bad at the game, is what you're saying. Yeah, and I've seen people criticize it for that. Because um I got some stats here and I can't remember where this was from, but it's obviously some forum discussion on Reddit from a few years back. So apparently you do obviously you do less damage and take more damage from enemies the higher up this rank you go so it like How ranks it? it ranks you based on a score that it that it assigns you based on actions that you're performing in the game okay um, starts at 5000 which is rank 5 i don't know why i don't know why it doesn't start at 1 and have it at whatever but there we go so like you know 5000 to 5999 is rank 5 6006 so on and so on so if like if you die you get minus a thousand taken off of that score, so you're almost always going to go down a rank. Getting bitten by a zombie is like minus three hundred, apparently. Shooting yeah. enemies, killing them, completing objectives that increases your score in the game. Gets more difficult when you hit the next rank. Uh, standard apparently caps the score at eight thousand nine hundred ninety-nine and has a max rank of eight, whereas hardcore always goes from eight to nine, and you start with ten thousand. And the max you can go to is 12,999, but it always stays at rank nine. That's interesting. Yeah. So apparently, you know, hardcore mode does less of the rewarding you for playing badly because you can never go below rank eight. It was always going to be that difficult. Mm -hmm. So if ever you thought to yourself, like, and we've said it out loud to each other, like, fucking hell, man, that zombie just took like 11 headshots and he's still killing. Well, that's probably because you haven't been bitten for a long time or you've done. Oh, right. Okay. Because I was trying, in my head, I was, like, matching them to, like, the zombie types. So, like, it always seemed to me, it always seemed to me to be that Asian kid. You did say that, that yeah. He just wouldn't die. And I always thought the worst ones were the big fat lads who were banging on the, like, the vending machines. I always one-shotted those bastards. I kind of wondered if the models were signified the difficulty of them, but that makes sense, okay. Because there was a period where, yeah, I was, like, seven headshots and counting and he was still getting up mm. i was like for god just die man what do you how do you feel about that do you what do you what do you think about having an adaptive difficulty setting that works that way well i never noticed it so mm. it obviously worked for me fine yeah um i was trying to think of this as you were saying that and when it comes to like the souls game and stuff i would 
personally be resist i'm resistant to the idea that all games have to be for everyone so like that this sort of um argument that that surfaces every time a souls game comes out about difficulty settings like i think the developers are perfectly within the right to say no this is our vision for the game and this is what we want to make if you don't like it you don't have to play it that's absolutely fine Mm. but there's also nothing wrong with people enjoying a game like who like why are like so in the flip of that, a game like Resident Evil, where I think I'm going to get, where I'm trying to get too badly, is like I don't have an issue with the game thinking, right, we want you to have a fun time because that's why we're here, to have fun with the game and enjoy it. Like yeah. if it's going to maybe, I don't know, if it's going to help you progress through the game and, and enjoy it more, I don't have an issue with that really. And I don't know why someone would have an issue with that. Um, I don't think it necessarily impacts the vision, like we're speaking about with the with the mm. with the Souls games. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about it? I, like I say, I never noticed it, so it was obviously not an issue for me. Well, yeah, and and as we said, you know the um, the actual sort of difficulty curve of the game itself works in a way where if you have gone a long time without doing any mistakes and dropping rank or whatever, I guess you are going to feel more confident with what you're doing. And I don't mind the fact that it therefore like almost surprises you with how difficult it is to take something down. Cause that's usually how both of us probably felt in like, yeah. what the hell this, this guy's like super tough. What the hell's happened to this zombie? I did watch a video back years ago that was talking about resident evil two. And I, so what I was sort of at, at um, attributing that to when I was playing, I'm sure I watched the video and it was talking about, there's like a, a sort of dice roll that goes every time you shoot a zombie in the head and sometimes that's why their heads explode once and sometimes that's why it takes a few shots but obviously maybe the dice rolls just get stacked against you the the longer Mm. you go without taking damage and getting hurt it does make me now question bosses i was having a hard time with so i had a bit of a hard time with mr x bosses are, are a part of that and i wonder if he's been he ratcheted himself down eventually Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I guess I forgot about the fact that there's assisted mode there as well, isn't there? So that probably is actually the rankings one to five, maybe. I don't know. What's the assisted mode? Did you ever get offered that? I got offered it, it a offered couple to of put times. The difficulty, I off, once offered to put the difficulty down for me. Yeah. I said, no, thank you. Yeah. And I was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, I'll manage. Thanks. Yeah. The um, So that obviously makes the enemies weaker. Um, it puts aim assist on by default as well which you can you can turn off you actually you, and you also uh, regenerate health as well just by standing Do around you? yeah not fully but certain parts of your health will just regenerate just by walking around and not getting touched again no okay so it was offering to put assistant mode on yeah, not yeah, turn yeah. i wasn't reading i was just saying no because i knew what it was asking me yeah luckily so they put it put on no for on. the so you can hammer the a button through it and not accidentally turn it on which i right, yeah, know, yeah. i appreciated that but yeah, if you did put that on, then yeah, um, I'm glad I never turned that on. But that is there for people who want to play an easier version of the I, game, I guess. When I was playing with Claire, I got poisoned once, and I went, I think, about ten to fifteen minutes without being able to find antidote. Would I have died eventually, or is it just annoying? Because yeah, was I wonder annoyed. if you just go right down to like red, and then um, if I got touched, maybe I would have died. Because I had to do it was the whole section where you get the electric shotgun. I got poisoned on the way there, and I couldn't find an antidote. And I did that whole section, and then found a 
purple herb as I was leaving. I was like, oh, it's been here the whole time, so I've been going through this coughing for nothing. It had a list on the Resident Evil wiki where it was talking about like the ways in which you can die normally. I don't know if like letting yourself get poisoned is is one of those ways. I'm not sure that it is. Okay. But I feel like I may have seen it. Like, But there's stuff like, you know, like running out of time when you're in the incinerator as Ada or whatever, or getting grabbed by the chief when you're playing as Shelley and blah, 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 blah. That chief's a horrid. He was giving me the willies, him. Yeah, he's a, he's a horrible, horrible man. Uh, actually, that's I'll speak to the fact that I think this game is actually quite well acted. I thought... Yes. I, I much prefer this Leon to the Leon in the 4 remake. The silly Leon in original Resident Evil 4 is good fun. But I thought this Leon was like just about naive enough to be pretty likable and believable, apart from that stupid bit where him and Claire are like flirting with each other through a fence in the rain <laughs> where there's zombies like behind Claire and behind Leon is a man burning to his death in a fucking helicopter. He's just crashed. It's so good to see you. Like, what the fuck? I liked Very his little weird. comment. Sometimes you were like, um, you'd shoot a zombie in the head like four times and he wouldn't die and he'd be like, what the fuck? And it would be like yeah. exactly what I, or like, Jesus Christ, exactly what I would be saying yeah. on the TV. He'd be repeating it. It was, it was brilliant. That is excellent. Yeah. Claire's is really weird as well. She's calling everybody, you bastard. Like she says yeah. that loads. <laughs> she fucking hates them. Did you, talking about well acted, Did and when you were talking about the police, it sort of reminded me, did you, have you played those bonus missions? I quite like no, them. No, I haven't. No, do you want to go through them a little bit? Yeah, they're just, they're essentially just like time attack score modes. Okay. So like it'll, it'll take you, It'll take a character that you meet at some point in the game or encounter at some point in the game. So the first one I did, there's that girl that's lying on the table when you go to the orphanage. You take you control her and basically it gives you a little animation at the start where she basically attacks the poli- the the commissioner and then she like makes her escape to escape the orphanage and you're basically going from the orphanage, you've got to find your keys to, to break out of the orphanage and then make it to basically a safe place. You got you and you're going through the town. That's really well done. Um, and then there's another one where you play as the guy that's got the bitten kid. Yeah, um, Kendo. Yeah, um, and he's try he as he shoots his daughter. So the bang you hear behind the door, he, that's him apparently shooting his daughter. And then as he's about to shoot himself, he hears on the radio that there's a helicopter to help people escape. So then you go on a run to try and reach the helicopter and escape. There's another one where you're a policeman and the that I didn't bother I started doing it and I was like okay I see what this is I'm not going to keep going you basically got to get to 70 zombie kills and it puts you in the in the petrol station at the beginning you know the sort mm-hmm. of intro one and there's zombies coming from different directions you've got to stay alive and then there's another one where you're was it meat what's he called meat Hunk. sack <laughs> what's he called Hunk that's it yeah that- um, he, you're trying to escape from the underground place um, it's interesting but sort of confusing which leads me on to the next thing is like I couldn't quite tell whether the playthroughs were linked or if these are like separate instances. So what, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is like when you're doing this, the bonus mode, you play that girl that seems to have been getting raped by the, the commissioner and yeah. he is, she dies in the in the main game, mm. but she's obviously fully alive in this bonus. I can kind of put that to one side. That's but then I guess like, like an alternative reality, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. Um, there's the odd, and I, I would need to sit and think about it now, but there's the odd thing that happens in the first playthrough with Leon and then the subsequent playthrough with Claire that make you think that they're running concurrently, but then there's the other things that happen that don't quite match up. So the start 
the first boss fight to me doesn't make sense if they're both happening at the same time because mm-hmm. you crash through the same grating. And then what? Did they fix it in time for Claire to come back and then she falls through it again? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you know? I, d- I, I don't. And I don't think it's necessarily... Well, it's not made clear and I don't know if it's actually intended. I, it just seems like they're just variations of the same story mm. with a slightly different tinge to it, for example. Well, then there's the bit where we were talking about the liquors, and that makes sense to me because there's no mm. liquors in that area the kennels, of the car yeah. park. Yeah, and yeah. there's the dogs. And then when you come through as Claire, she's like, oh, Leon's obviously been here. The dogs are all dead, and mm. there's liquors at the bodies. Yeah. That makes sense to me. But then, yeah. like I said, there's other bits that don't. It's, yeah, it's like it, it It is kind of like it picks and chooses which parts are going to be relevant. Um, but it does just seem like your partner is doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Whereas we're expecting the partner to be doing what we do as that person. So you expect like Leon, whatever I do as Leon should have been done or being, being done while I'm playing yeah. as Claire. But it's not because you fight all the same bosses pretty much. The main difference yeah. is, is just that Claire and Leon have a different objective. Leon's objective is to work with Ada to get the G-Virus sample and take it to the FBI and expose Umbrella, whereas Claire's is to find the antidote and save Sherry and, and escape with her. Um, I think they're just two separate stories, aren't they? Because yeah. even like with it, we're talking about the chess pieces, like someone must have taken the chess pieces and put them all back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your interactions yeah. with the girl's mum are different. yeah. Yeah, so they are told in a slightly different way. You do get to the part where you're Leon when you speak to her on the monitor and then Leon says the same thing in both playthroughs, but one part, one time you're talking to him and the other time you are yeah. him. To- so, yeah, and it's weird. It's It doesn't seem to be coherent enough and it, I guess it'd be too much effort for them to make two completely different games where one action yeah. begets a different one. But, it, yeah, I don't think it's concurrent the two people i think it's they are there at the same time but their their stories are not happening the way we play them at the same time because otherwise the bosses right are enough. all regenerating and waiting for you they to would come have back. yeah there'd have to be multiple mr x's as well for yeah. that to make sense yeah yeah it's weird it makes it it makes it worth playing both of them but it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense at all no well, well let's talk about it then so the police station is obviously where we start both times for both characters. I will bring up if there's any changes as we go into it, but you know, the police station is where you spend the bulk of the game. Thank Christ. Cause it's easily the best bit. Yeah. You're mostly at the beginning of the game searching for these medallions. Whereas in the, I don't want to talk too much about the original either and how it compares because we are planning probably next year to play the original version of this. So we will probably go more into that then rather than mm-hmm. now, because we don't, I'll just be going from memory or somebody else's research, and I don't want to do that. Um, we obviously meet thing, you know, we do things like meeting Marvin in the main hall, as you've already pointed out. He gives us his knife, which we use to cut through that the box to open a shutter. I think in the original, oh, yeah. there he does give you a key instead, and he's in like a different room or whatever. But as I said, we'll we'll do more of that next year. Um, we get the introduction as well quite early on to the gunpowder mechanic which is a, mm-hmm. a mechanic that Resident Evil games have kind of like picked up and put back down again throughout its history here and there. Sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. It's relatively straightforward in this one. There yeah. are there are other games where you need like reloading tools and all this other kind of shit, but this one 
didn't mind it that much. Just a shame that you couldn't make all the types of ammo with it. I thought. Okay. Yeah. See. So yeah. Yeah. Take it because I I was trying to figure out how to make flame rounds in the clear. But I, I, never, I don't never... think you can. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. You're because I kept ended up with acid rounds, but they're quite. They're not as useful in the underground area. No, and I don't know if you pick any of them up in the game. Thinking about it, maybe once you certainly don't get them that mm. often. It's obviously interesting to point out as well that if you're playing hardcore mode, um, because of that mode's necessity for using ink ribbons, some of the items that we would have been picking up in our standard mode playthroughs will be replaced by ink ribbons, so you will get course, less yeah. ammo and health in place of stuff like that. Bastards. Yeah, and obviously you get less, uh, you get fewer upgrades to your pouch, so you get less storage space, so you're, you're only getting half the amount of additional storage so even more inventory management needed there on the harder mode anyway, which sounds nightmarish. I thought to myself at one point I might try it, but fuck it. I don't think I ever want to do it. It sounds like a bad time. Yeah. Maybe maybe if, like, I don't know, I guess there, there's another world in which maybe we're not moving on to another Resident Evil game for a podcast in which you and I get obsessed with rerunning the game and trying yeah. to get better times in each other. Yeah. Um, I think you've won that. I can't remember what my second time was. Um. Which is which is stunning a... to me, given how much time I wasted in my inventory, especially that big bloody box. So my second, yeah, my quickest one was five hours fifty five minutes. I think your no, sorry, that was you. Mine was five twenty seven in my Leon playthrough. So I oh, met you yeah me. by like twenty five minutes or so. Yeah, but that twenty five minutes easily is I can make up by not messing about in my bloody chest. I think I saw you arranging your item box at one point, which I found very yeah. funny. That's what me and Chris used to spend all our time doing in the original, but for this one, I don't bother because it's... I kept going through periods where I was playing the game where I was missing stuff that I was in my big box. I'd be like looking for yeah. like health kits and things like that, and I was like, well, if I just stick it all together. But it doesn't let you do it, so you've got to sort of empty the box and then put it back together. Which is why I same... didn't do it that way. If you could just oh. arrange it inside the box, that would, yeah. be, that would be really nice. But if you have to take it out and then put it back in in a certain order... Now you get near the end, you're like, oh, I forgot to add... Here's a herb I forgot to add to my herb pile, and you've got to take it all out. Yeah, I said, oh my god, I did that so many times. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't. Even the original games, I'm pretty sure, let you put things in the box where you wanted them to. You'd have to take them out of your inventory, and then you could arrange them within yeah. the box rather than just arranging the box standalone. But at least when you took it out, you could say, "I want that to go here." Whereas this one, it's just you store it, and then it puts it just the next one down. So you ruin the item box, boys. You made it worse. It as we've already mentioned, like they play with darkness a lot. There's a lot of open windows that need to be shut with boards, otherwise mm-hmm. the zombies going to come through. You're a bit, you're a bit into doing that as well. You you very much like wanting to make sure everything was how you wanted it. The iron yeah. box is how I want it. All the windows are boarded up. All the rooms are no longer red. <laughs> like I say, it's, that's why I love these games. It's about strategy and how like it's almost like house cleaning. Yeah, it was or housekeeping. There's the dark room as well. That's plays quite a prominent role, different roles as well through the different playthroughs. Yeah, it was interesting watching you do that and yeah, get like, different pictures and things. Yeah, you get the actual combination to the one of the uh, statue for the medallions um, in the B playthrough because the book, the notebook is ripped up and covered in blood and the film is therefore needed for the combination of that. Because I, when I first saw that, I was like, I must be missing a trick here because this book is useless. Like I, I went up to the lion <laughs> statue, I was like... I, there's no way for me to read this it's totally like blotted out so i don't know what i'm doing 
And that's where I felt like when I said to you, oh, the objectives seem a bit all over the place. Because mm. when I saw that, I was like, I don't know what to do. I've got the book and I've got the extra page. I don't, I don't know how to get the medallion. I don't really I know what that, my objective though, is. Because you're such a Resident Evil vet, especially with like Resi 2 and stuff. And it, like you're getting this and you're like, even having completed the game like twice before, you're like, getting this stuff and you're like, I don't, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. Which I think is great. It was, it was great. done so well. Yeah. Liquors are around a lot. We've already mentioned them, but they are... If you can't avoid them in this game, like that jumping attack that they do is basically instantly oh. into red, no matter how much yeah. health you've got. They're lethal. Yeah. And they do seem to just... Like I said, at one point I had a moment where a liquor kind of jumped out, attacked me, and then fucked off into the environment and never came back. I quite <laughs> like that as well. Like You never quite know when they're, that they're gone. Because I don't know where he's gone, and I don't yeah. know if he's coming back. Are they attracted by like dead bodies? Is that where they come from? Because I'm, actually, I'm now like thinking about where they appear. It's always around where there's bodies. I don't even know what they're supposed to be. There's a Resident Evil game I've played, and I kept expecting it to happen in Resident Evil Two, and now I can't remember which one it is. Where's the what Resident Evil game is where you go through like a lab area that's just filled with liquors? There's like a it's like a liquor farm, and there's this like five wall. Is it five? I, think so. I, kept, I kept expecting that to happen. I was like, where is that? <laughs> I just got a bunch of flower lads instead this time, like with their Independence Day meme, with the guy stuck up against the glass. Yeah, that's in the yeah the guy with the wristband on. Yeah, yeah. According to uh, ResidentEvil.Fandom.com, liquors are an irregular mutant resulting from a rare secondary metamorphosis of zombies infected with an unnamed variant of the E strain. And the E strain is a strain of the T virus developed by the research staff at the Arkley Laboratory. It says the exact causes and process of transformation into a liquor is imprecise and often unpredictable, but typically affects zombies who have consumed large quantities of biomass to sustain their metabolism. Biomass? Like like food? I guess so. Maybe dead? Either bio... Well, or is biomass like the virus itself? Like if you get loads of the G virus, do you become a liquor? Maybe. What virus is 5T? Because uh, we all know if you get loads of tea, if it, you get loads of the five virus, you get you turn into a big fish. Oh, you turn into a kraken, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Imagine like knowing all of this stuff, like off the back of your, you know, off the top of your head, like you know what a liquor is and how it's created, yeah. what strain of the virus it's got. Fucking hell, man! Uh, there, it depends how it goes as well. Though there's the is it the Silent Hill guy that's off making a game, Slitterhead? Like, oh I, yeah. I, just because of how disgusting that that game sounds, I kind of scared of it to be good. Yeah, because I don't want to be like liquor's bad enough about us talking about and liquors in depth, but talking about slitterheads in depth. Yeah, very true. Because I'm pretty sure I said it at some point, didn't I, when you were playing? Oh, I don't want to have a liquor up my ass or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blindly. Innocent on paper, but yeah, yeah. Um, the library is an inf- interesting transformation in this. Uh, the puzzle is slightly different and it's more of like a big combat area. Like in the original game, it's just kind of a room with a puzzle in it. Whereas this time around, there's fucking loads of zombies lying around. Yeah. If you so get many. Mr. X in there, it's quite funny as well. Cause he like, he jumps down from that little ladder. You can climb up, doesn't he? When you, does it, you before you go on the bookcases, me. yeah, he'll jump down. I think he might even jump up it as well. He's pretty, 
he's pretty nippy up that ladder if you try and sort of kite him around there. The thing I like a bit in there is when he, how he interacts with other zombies. He's just like, get out of the way and shoves them to one side as he's yeah. going by. Yeah. That's one of the few areas where you've got a zombie eating a corpse as well, which is quite fun. I left that guy eating for ages. He must have been so fat by the end. <laughs> and at one point, actually, I, that's one of the few areas as well you can use like high ground because you can stand up at the top of the, mm-hmm. the little mini ladder and kind of like snipe the zombies from above. I shot that guy eating and it like glitched out the physics. And he ended up like, I shot him and he, as he fell to the ground, he sort, of, he sort of fell under the corpse he was eating and almost gave him like an F5 as he stood up and like flicked him <laughs> off. It was brilliant. I've got a clip of it. I'll send it to you. TikTok video. Yeah. Yeah. Just play well. John Cena's F, or JR <laughs> shouting about F5s. Yeah. The, what else do we do? We collect some electrical parts. They're for different reasons across the different playthroughs, aren't they? Because for Leon, it's down in the jail. Mm-hmm. And for Claire, it's like to get the key card from old Chief Irons' little secret taxidermy right. room. This little taxidermy room. But part of that leads us to the clock tower, which I, I saw somebody talking about this on a video where, you remember I said to you when you went in there, obviously Mr. X will never come in there. No enemies will ever come in that room. That's pretty like the safest room in the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, the I said to you, like, don't worry, you don't need to leave all the parts that you need other than the, the large cog are in that room. But in the original game, like there's nothing in that room. You have to bring everything to it. So you're going to oh, have to leave you. a lot of inventory space to, to work it properly. Whereas in that one, yeah. it's kind of like once you've gone in there with that wheel, you've, it's just like a little self-contained puzzle and you smash up a bell and grab the thing and out you go. But the original needs more sort of forethought before you get in there, which is annoying. Brutal. What did you think to um, the little mini safes? Did you enjoy that puzzle? I, I found them quite compelling, yeah. but I had a yeah. real shitty time with one last night where I was playing it for like five minutes and just could not concentrate properly on it. <laughs> I must have been really tired because it was like nearly midnight and I'm just like, oh God. Yeah, I really like them. They yeah. were great fun. And I like, I, I do like how they add that element of the um, the missing keys for the safety, safety deposit room where you've got to like, Two of the keys have gone missing to open the little lockers. I liked that. That whole room mm. is a cool idea. The the only thing the thing about those little mini safes is that it when you open it it goes like do 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 and I kept it expect it to do Zelda. Was Me like, too. I was gonna tell. I was gonna say that to you when you were playing it. Oh, I'm so glad it's not just me that thought that. And I can't believe I didn't put that in my notes because that was I thought that every single time as well. Yeah. Here you go, everybody listening. Here's the noise of the safe. And here's the song we're talking about. There you go. See? Yes. What else do we have? The Stars Office. We had the armory as well, the little uh, mm-hmm. Stars badge that's also a USB. I love. Th- I really hope that. I, I really hope that every every Stars issued police badge is a USB stick. If Capcom haven't merchandised that yet, they're idiots. Oh, surely, a little USB. I'm surprised I've not seen that as like a press packaged gift. Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah, that's where that's where you get your slightly different weapons. What do you? What, what's your preference for the the weapon loadouts? Whose did you prefer? Leon's is certainly a more standard set of weapons: pistol, shotgun, magnum. Mm. My favorite gun probably ended up being like I think Jill's got some 
more heavy weaponry. Like you get the like you get a minigun with <laughs> Claire, sorry, not Jill. Yeah. You get yeah. a minigun with Claire. You get the th- that electric shotgun was really cool. And also the sort of flame round thing was amazing. That um, I think that makes her play for a lot easier having that over yeah, the shotgun. I had quite a a vi- it's kind of offset to an extent because I had quite a visceral dislike of the MG machine gun. I just okay. didn't enjoy using that at all. Whereas there was nothing I didn't like of Leon's. Um, okay. You played Leon first, didn't you? Because I started yeah. with Claire first, having that grenade launcher, and felt like the shotgun was a massive downgrade on that. Because I felt like I was saving the shotgun specifically for liquors and shit. Around. Yeah. And it just didn't do enough damage to him. Whereas the, the grenade launcher would be really straightforward, like a couple of shots and it would kill pretty much any liquor. You made a great point um, that I never realised until you said, was it was it yesterday or today when we were chatting? Like the, it, I find it, it's almost flipped. So like I think the mansion's easier as Claire, mm-hmm. but the the sort of lab area yeah. is much easier as Leon. Yeah, because of the flamethrower, that makes that area mm-hmm. quite trivial. Mm-hmm. It was an interesting point that I'd never clicked until you said, and I was like, of course, yeah, they're like opposites. Yeah. I did. I actually quite like the SMG, maybe not for actually taking zombies out, but because you had so many bullets and you could feather it to just get like one round at a time. Because mm-hmm. you're often walking around with like 70 bullets, it was a nice easy way to just check a zombie's definitely dead. Little pop in the head with one SMG bullet, and if he gets up, then you know what you you know. You I know think you were probably with. using it right. I remember like there was a bit in the sort of sewer area that I was just getting overwhelmed by zombies. I was like, right, time to bring out the big guns, and I just had like two hundred and fifty SMG bullets, and I think I unloaded them all, <laughs> and then never killed it. Like I killed like one of five zombies, and I was like, yeah. oh, for, what a waste. <laughs> yeah, there's not really much else like. Like main events, I suppose that I would talk about for the police station. I guess not mentioned the, the dogs yet. They're scary. Well, yeah, that's in the, that's coming up. Um, they are they are scary though. I guess there's the the bit where you've got to detonate that C4 in the room, and then the fucking liquor comes as a result of it. Didn't come in my clear playthrough. Is that no, normal? I think that's. Yeah, I was expecting it because yeah. I had to. I basically went ran for my life when I was Leon. The the thing doesn't fall either. The did you not the door. one of them you did it like you preempted it didn't you i remember you I, you that thing falls down no i put it back up and then before went you went to go part, get yeah. the medallion yeah because it's you know classic trigger point sort of thing obviously you got the interrogation room as well which apparently made you shit yourself because you oh it did you i need to i might actually go and find the i might go and find the video actually and make a cut of it because I, I walked in and i was like I, you know like you, you ever it was. This is the interesting thing about this game. Is like obviously it's like very different in many ways. But there's the odd like room and moment you would have where it would just give you like a me at least a vivid flashback of the mm. game. And I never got it in my Leon playthrough, but the Claire playthrough because of the door you go through. I was like, oh, I remembered the liquor jumping through the glass, and yeah. I, I literally said, oh, I'm sure this is the room that made me stop playing Resident Evil 2 on PS1 because I, I went into that room injured with no health and a liquor just kept coming out and me and my little kid brain didn't know how to f- fix that situation so I just stopped playing. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, it's not happened, it's not happened, it's not happened. It's just as I was away to leave, it came out. I was like, you, it made me shit myself. You son of a bitch of a game. That's so funny. I watched a video of a guy who's like, 
I guess, using some sort of free cam thing while he's looking at the game. And uh, there is no liquor in that room until you pick it up, until you pick up the thing. So it just, it just like yeah. teleports in and then it's like floating in the air because he like took the camera and then moved it into the, to the opposite room to where you are. So it's not, it's just an empty room until you pick up whatever it is that you get yeah. in there. Then yeah, like pings in out of nowhere, like half in the air and then just flies through the window. One thing I want to actually, and maybe I just need to go away and Google it because you were on that. It just put, reminded me is like, if we're talking about like video game trickery and like little, little bits and pieces that they'll add in to make something seem like something it isn't. Yeah. Um, I realized that no clip have put all their video game documentaries on podcasts so you can sort of download them all. So I've been oh, sort yeah. of listening to them rather than watching them as mm-hmm. I've been at the gym. And they were, to- I was listening to the prey one yesterday and they were talking about, you know, when you go into the lift and pray and then you get attacked by, well, because the, they've actually created a space station, the whole, the, the lift is an actual lift, which apparently is unusual in video games. Mm. Um, and the only time it sort of messes with you is there's a bit where you're in the lift and you get one of the enemies jumps out on you while you're in the lift. It, it does a bit of like light flickering and teleports you to a, a different area that's not a lift. But yeah, I, what I, I need to Google is I want to know why lifts are hard to do. <laughs> and what what they do because there's I, I was noticing when i was playing resident evil 2 after having listened to that yeah and there's plenty of lift and i was like this looks like a lift are they moving the whole environment rather than me because I, I think mm. it's a gravity thing so if you start moving a platform that you're on the character doesn't know what to do especially if they start jumping and stuff like that oh, okay i don't know but yeah i was wondering what was actually happening because there's no like light flickering there's no like is it quick teleporting i'm not seeing i don't know yeah that video I was talking about actually is by a guy called Slippy Slides. Slippy Slides. Let's have a look at that. And it's called How Does Mr. X Work Off Camera? Um, it's a really interesting video to watch actually because I'm pretty sure I gleaned from that that every cutscene in the game is in engine. And because he's he's like moving this free camera around while the cutscenes are going on. And they are effectively just being played out by your character anyway. It's just that you know, in post-production of the game, they're using dyna- like different camera angles to give it that film look. But it is just all like the way that you can see, like the way they sort of flicker lights on and they teleport people to different positions so that the camera is ready to film them. It's, it's like it's fascinating to watch. Yeah. It's a really good video. I recommend everyone listening, go go watch that video. I'm going to watch it. I've, it just, I've looked him up and he's got a, how does Lady Dimitrescu work? And how yeah, does, I bet he does. does yeah. Nemesis work? He's funny because he's he's from the north, um, so he's got like a proper like I don't know. He might be from Manchester. I can't tell, but he's got a, an interesting accent anyway. But he's oh, crazy numbers on it. Subscribe. Yeah, great video though. That is that, that really opened my eyes to how oh, games. So work many videos and... I want to watch. Well, that's my life ruined. <laughs> uh, we've already talked about like the underground facility boss fight with G one version of Birkin, where you're running through the steam stuff. Um, mm. there's the parking garage as well that's where like the game once you've got the medallions is really where the two playthroughs start to differentiate themselves so with yeah. Leon obviously you're dealing with Ben in the cell and Ada this time around and obviously with Claire you've got the disgusting Chief Irons and his weird noncery with Sherry yeah bizarre it's quite a small area there's the firing range, which is quite funny because I guess you could shoot the zombies as if they're part of the firing range, which I always found quite amusing. Um, the kennels, which we've spoken about as well, where there's dogs in there if you're Leon, but if you're mm. Claire, there's liquors. And of course, the morgue, classic. 
you need a Morgan a zombie game at some point. Oh, you've got to have it, yeah. Grab the thing off yeah. him and then he gets up. Whereas in the B playthrough, he got up immediately rather than after I picked up the Did key he, from him, the which is quite funny. Uh, the jail escape as Leon is fucked up. That is, yeah, that's wild. One of the hardest bits of the game, I reckon. Especially mm. when Mr. X comes through the door right at the end as you're about to get out of there. Yeah. Obviously, you don't do that with Claire. You're in... You're you don't go into jail at all. You're yeah. in the, the... Obviously, each um, of the two characters gets their own specific key. Leon gets the club key and Claire gets the heart key, I think. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, if you're... Therefore, if you're Claire, you get to go into like the chief's office and all his like little secret rooms and all that sort of stuff whereas um on the way to the orphanage whereas leon doesn't go anywhere near and you can't get in any of that area you're all down in the jail cells instead mm-hmm. i quite like that yeah i like that too i really like that in incentivize you to go back totally um but then yeah the next stage of that if you're playing as claire is the orphanage section where you then play as sherry and have to escape from the chief not a good section at all really the worst Absolutely. bit of the game put the shutters at me mm. You said you had you'd sat there with it paused like I did with Ashley in the Resident yeah. Four remake. It, as I said, if you if you know the direction to go, it's it's like a piece of piss. But when you mm. don't, it's very frustrating. So that's just, what I did. So I, I sat with it, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, this is stressing me out." But I need to do it. So I looked up how to do it, and then I just did it, and it wasn't it wasn't a bother at all. Yeah, the worst thing about stuff like that, and I'm sure you'll agree, is that sections like that require you to wait for somebody to move and do their scripted animation and come back and search for you before you can do anything so if you keep failing it the player the level of player agency is so low because you're just standing crouched behind a fucking box Mm -hmm. it is not fun to replay that after a fucking insta death section it's just not just stop doing it nobody likes those (laughs) things no one likes them it's terrible um, it's quite funny that she throws acid in his face and he gets fucking mouth raped by her dad. Um, so, you know, all the stuff he does to Sherry, she absolutely gives back tenfold. So what does, like, so he was like, I, if you hadn't, was it? does he say something like, if you hadn't dropped that or thrown that or chucked that or something along those lines, I wouldn't have had to kidnap you or something. And I was like, well, what, what did she do? I don't know what should... Oh, it must be the locket. It must have been the locket. And then he saw the engraving on it and knew she was infected. Maybe that was it. This probably is, is going to come off badly on, on us and our lack of research. But um, he is obviously a puppet of something to do with Umbrella, isn't he? You see these emails coming through to him or memos that he's got that he is basically being used by Umbrella... Mm to help keep this under wraps. And I assume he's probably been tasked with the fact that Sherry is missing and he has probably been instructed by Annette or somebody higher up at Umbrella to sort this shit out, which is probably why he takes her away. And as you say, then he notices the locket and whatever. Maybe that's when he realises that she's connected to Umbrella. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe that's it. People do just seem to say, yeah, he's working for Umbrella. Because he's not trying to contain anything. And he had some line, line of communication with Annette. The only people who should have known the purpose of the pendant were Annette and William Birkin. So perhaps Annette wanted access to the virus chamber and contacted Irons to get him to find her daughter. Irons likely would have told her to shut <laughs> Okay, it's just, just fucking Reddit 
conjecture now, but yeah, he's in the he's in the back, he's in the pocket of Umbrella somehow. Nailed Umbrella pocket. We then move into the sewers. On the way to the sewers, as Leon, you meet Kendo and his daughter, which I said is, is a, I think is a very well acted cutscene. I really yeah think they they absolutely nail that part of it. So yeah, you're then trying to save save Sherry if you're playing as Claire. Um, the sewer area. It's really not that big in the original, but it's fucking massive and like labyrinthine in this big, yeah. To to the point where I, I I generally don't enjoy that part of the game. I mean, obviously, as I said, the police station is a fucking work of art, but the sewers mm-hmm. and the to a lesser extent the labs are are quite the opposite of that. Yeah, I'd say so. I think the sewers is probably my least favorite part. It's got my least favorite enemies in it as well, like those blobs. I hate those. Yeah, they're just not. They're just not. They're not fun to interact with. They they don't look interesting. They they is. I just don't. They're just sort of big and a big lump of lard. Basically, they're horrid, and they're yeah. Just least favorite enemies in the game. I think. I'd rather have had the fucking spiders from the original Resi Two. If we're in the sewers, spiders. Yeah, I'd rather have had that than this shit. There's um. By the time I got to the lab, I was kind of like. Ready for something like that? I quite, I quite enjoyed the lab area by the time I got yeah, there. Yeah, getting back out of the sewers and back to something slightly more like the the first part of the game is, is definitely the yeah. right move. Yeah, I mean the alligator boss is awful in the in the original game. It's like a bit of a meme. It's just you just walk down and press a button and shoot the thing in its mouth. But this does that Crash Bandicoot bollocks of making you run towards the camera and you can't see where you're going. I mean, what it's not is, a good game? What is that? Design. Running at the camera is not good. It's just not. I mean, for the entire game, I can see what Liam can see, except for now, for some reason. Yeah. Bizarre. And I died on that at least five times. Like, I shit the bed on it. I was must have been, <laughs> I must have been rank five by the end of that, or whatever it is yeah. that we were saying earlier. <laughs> um, they were apparently... Um, they really struggled with that as well. Like, they were desperate to get that... Keep it in there because they knew fans would want the alligator to be in the game and in the in the remake, sure. but they they really felt like it wasn't a good fit for the new you know atmosphere and style of this it's not. darker grittier resi. So they they tried to rework it many times, and if that's the best they could do, then fine. At least it's short. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's like a minute tops. Mm-hmm. I think the Leo, the the Ada stuff is not bad. I quite like a little hacking tool and stuff. That's quite stressful, especially that bit where you've got Mister X like chasing you around that zombie area, and you've got to try and like very quickly hack your way to get out of there before. Oh, he got he killed me the first time he Did appears he? in there. Yeah, because I didn't think to use the hacking tool, so I ran by him. Then you've got to go all the way back again. Yeah, and I was like, well, I got to go back again. I did not make it back. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously that the incinerator as well is similar to that, where you're kind of locked yep, in there. Quite and good time limit. You've got to very quickly figure out where the blue line is. Why were people... I, I think we've spoken about this before. There were People were very angry at the Ada Wong stuff. Why? That's in Do a new know? game. All right, okay. They hated her voice actor in the new game. This one, I think, is, is very good. I don't know why they didn't keep her on. They seem to have, like, jettisoned a lot of this stuff. Like, the Leon's not the same in Resident Evil 4 in this one either, even though it's only four hmm. years ago. I wonder why. Yeah, but I thought they said it was pretty good. Um, they stuck her in a trench coat as well because they thought that would make more sense for her being a spy than a big weird, that weird like sexy red dress that she has in the original. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, but they yeah, went totally. full on like deep throat with her, which again sounds really bad. But you know, I'm talking about the Watergate dude. <laughs> big trench coat, shades, car park. It's very Watergate. Well, yeah, you're right. It is. Yeah. 
we've spoken about the blob monsters. They fucking suck. Chess pieces, puzzle pieces. We already talked about that as well, but I, I think that's very cool. I like both the puzzles for that. It's cool. It's very Resident Evil. Oh, it's the so same Resident. with like medallions. Like, why is there medallions in a in a police station? Like, it makes no sense. But it's Resident Evil, so just don't think too hard. Yeah, about it. And, it, and if you just think about it like that, it's fun. No idea why the chess pieces. Is a company called Knights or something? There is something on a. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. There's another boss in here again. There's the G2 version of uh, the Tyrant. Not the Tyrant. Birkin. This is the one where he claws you through the ceiling. Um, Hate it. The whole crane thing. Yep. I I, kind of figured out how to do it. So by the time I did it with Claire, it was. Yeah. I just did it. But the first time I was doing it with Leon, I was like, this is not fun. There is apparently a way to, like, do that in a one cycle. So, um,. Somebody like you throw a flash grenade at him, shoot him with the flamethrower, and then when he's getting up, you flash grenade him again, and then you'd be hitting him with the flamethrower as he gets hit by the thing, and apparently that'll do it in one go, but I've only ever done it with two turns to knock him I was off. Say, that also sounds like a I feels like an in an uneconomical use of ammo. Yeah. I uh, it reminds me a lot of there's a there's a boss, and I can't remember what it what it's called, but there's a boss in Code Veronica where you're on a plane. And you've got to try and like knock him out of the plane by unleashing like this cargo on him. And uh, fuck me, it take I like the amount of times I failed that in my life, just over and over <laughs> and over again. And it's a similar kind of like puzzle boss where you just got to knock something off the edge of something by pressing a button at the right time and having them in the right position. Just yeah, flashbacks. I think PTSD from that. And the final section of the game is is the labs. As we said, you've got this the the main objective there is to like upgrade your id wristband to mm. diff to get to different like areas of the lab the way you have to get to the different areas it's reminiscent of the original as well you've got these ivy zombies now which as david said earlier is a lot easier to deal with if you've got the flamethrower with leon than yeah. if you've got probably limited by this point flame rounds for your grenade launcher with claire and having to use one of them on a downed enemy as well feels like such a waste I used them. I like cleared that whole area, and then it repopulates them later on. I was so gutted that I just wasted they, all that. Yeah, I think you can probably see them because they're all like hanging oh, from the think? ceiling, aren't right, they? Okay. I think yeah, if you look yeah, up, yeah. they're probably up there. They're just suspended. But they, yeah, that's a that's a an annoying sort of segment of the room. But I do I do like this area actually. It's got a slightly unique feel to it. It's probably not the most visually interesting to look at, but it, no, but again, there's like fun the bits to it. Like I, I thought there's like a cafeteria section where you're going I through like and it's like, oh, that's really that's, that's a really cool bit. For this game, yeah. Um and then there's the bit with the liquors, that whole area is just it's just chaotic in a way that you that it's quite fun. That's classic that's classic Resi like you've now got all the big guns. Here's shitloads of enemies. You can deal with them mm-hmm. by now. Enjoy kind of thing. Because you're going back to Lots of zombies again, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Mr. X returns if you're playing as Leon. Obviously, he's dead if you're Claire by this point. He's killed by Birkin's mm-hmm. mutated monster. Yeah, he chases you out. I kept expecting that to happen. I was like, oh, maybe there's another one. Yeah. But no. I, I don't mind the, uh, the the drug puzzles as well. I thought they were quite... That was quite fun, like mixing the little solution to get it yeah, yeah, to the right level. Fairly good. At least, that feels, at least that makes sense in world this time. You are just mixing mm-hmm. some... Stuff, but I think as you and I said, imagine if all like science and security was to the level of you've got a signal modulator and you've got to make the little tune go correct and then stick it in the wall or here, yeah, go make that solution. Just you know, make it 
go to this red line. That's there you go. There's actually, your drug. I was expecting a bit more. Not that not that I was disappointed in any way, but I, I kept expecting a bit more to that drug sampling. So when you read the how to put the drug stuff yeah. together at the end, it's like immediately cool. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, oh, so I'm, I was expecting it to be a time limit, like me too. Mix the drug sample and then have to get there because especially when you're going through there the first time, there's like there's that is it there's the the lady who you end up with her art with, with her pass and reading her emails mm. she's dead beside a computer and she's yeah. sitting in a way and i keep thinking she's gonna get up but in my game she just never did yeah there's a guy in like a hazmat suit in that drug room mm-hmm. as well i always thought he was gonna yeah i was expect. i was like right i'm gonna have a time limit and these guys are all going to animate and they just never did yeah the the next boss that we fight is the g3 version of birkin which is the one where you're like you fight him under slightly different circumstances depending on who you're playing as because Leon is forced down there by a net. She like traps yeah. them, whereas Claire like steps up and's like, I'm fucking doing it, which I thought was quite a nice little dynamic shift. Yeah. That is maybe the best one. They're all not great. They're all so similar. Mm-hmm. So again, a short area. He, he likes to pick stuff up off the walls and try and lob it at you. But you could you can interrupt that animation if you shoot him enough times. Mm-hmm. It gives you a lot of it gives you a lot of easily accessible like items that I guess probably makes it the best one for me. That it's just <laughs> fucks with me the least and gives me enough of, like help to get out of there. What do you think? Yeah, it was as far as those things go. I don't think it was very good, but my one still remains the first boss fight. That's my favorite. Okay. If you le- could see, I can see your, I can see why you would like this one. The train one at the end with Claire's maybe my second favourite, but purely because it's so easy. You just yeah, but, stand and, it, and shoot it. It's a spectacle fight, that one, isn't it? It's just a big yeah. disc. Apparently, you can knife that after a while. If it gets close enough, you can knife it. Can you? And it'll, you'll kill it. I'm that quite one, happy yeah. with that. Like, I don't enjoy them. So, if it's just a big spectacle, silly, yeah, off the top rope, elbow drops, like, yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm yeah. all in for that. Yeah, because after the. Uh, well, if you're playing as Leon, obviously you get Ada's betrayal where it turns out that she was not FBI and does want the virus to sell. I guess for, not for Umbrella, but she's working for whatever it is that West I take is it as deliberately ambiguous that like, yeah. I'm having played a few Resident Evil games now with Ada and it, it's just never clear what she is. Yeah. Like good or bad or indifferent. Yeah. She's um, sexy, but you can't trust her. A bit like Chloe from Uncharted. You just don't know what she's what she's yeah. she's about. Yeah. Uh we obviously get the mandatory, obligatory self-destruct and escape sequence thing that happens in all the Resi games that are worth their salt. And then you've got loads of bosses, like a, depending on what you're doing. So if you're Leon, you've got the shitty super tyrant. But please tell me, after you use the rocket launcher to kill him. Which is a great way to kill him because you basically like explode the entire top half of his body. The next time you go like it, as part of the escape sequence where you've got like those zombies all bust out of a door, please tell me you used the rocket launcher on them, the way I did. I don't think I used the rocket launcher again. Did you not? No. It's very satisfying. I'll show you. Yeah, I bet. I bet that's really good. Yeah, I've missed out there. You can use that on the the you know the the final boss on the train if you've done a Leon B playthrough okay because yeah, you'll have that with you so you can start like pumping in full of rockets yeah um but if you're claire you may be using the minigun that you got from the previous boss which is g4 on the 
the train car turntable, which um, that's that is quite funny when he does the big like elbow drop, as you say. But uh, again, it's just another slow moving boss that swings around, and there's loads of weak points. They're all very similar. Mm-hmm. It's a real shame, but does not distract or detract from the point that this is a fucking brilliant video game. Oh, it's awesome. one of my favorites awesome. ever. A remake of one of my favorite ever games into another one of my favorite ever games. It's just yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think it's at the moment, I mean, I reserve, I reserve the right to change my mind, but um, I like, cause like I, I like the dead space remake that they did. And I, I don't think that exists without this game. So I like sort of a lot of what is spurred in a way. Maybe not even a lot. Maybe just I like the fact that I've got a Dead Space remake and I wouldn't have it for RE2. I can't think of anything yeah, else maybe. I'm particularly excited about. But yeah, like I love this game. And I love this game much more this time than I did the first time I played it through. I remember I played through it, did the Leon campaign, and then I bounced onto something else. But it was, yeah. I was quite excited to go back and play the Claire one. I think I said to you before, I'll, I'll do the Leon one, then I'll make a start on Claire, and we'll see how far it goes. And it ended up just powering through and finishing it with Claire as well because I was having so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then I started again in a B playthrough, but I, I do think now I've hit my... Yeah, yeah I remember you saying that earlier, yeah. And obviously I did I did smash with the third playthrough, but probably because you were at the same point in your A1. But yeah, it's, it's an awesome, awesome, awesome game. They've done everything you would have wanted them to do. Um, like we said before, it is respectful, but also fresh. Mm. It is the... It is the somehow they've straddled the line. The, the sort of funny thing about gamers is they want everything to be the same but also different. Yeah, and somehow, somehow they've done it with this game. Um, and kudos to them because they've reinvigorated a franchise that was sorely needed it after the the treatment it got after four. Yeah, and they reinvigorated it while simultaneously like splitting it off into two yeah. separate entities where you've got a first person new resident evil main numbered series and you've got remakes of all the classics in this style that seems to be winning every time they bring one out except three which we'll talk about probably next year probably yeah and i also just like i think we've sort of touched on this stuff before but i hope it encourages the video game industry to realize that not every video game that is made has to be the triple a or quadruple a or however many a's we're attaching to our video games now thing that ends up shooting for the same thing like you can make a successful game that's highly profitable in a way that people like it doesn't all have to be fortnite it doesn't all have to be call of duty you can sort of carve a niche because and the reason i say that is because that's why resident evil ended up in the mess it was they decided that the horror game was a niche and they didn't make enough money so they tried to transition it into an action game and learned all the wrong lessons from four they made a game that was all right in five and truly awful in six and ruined what was a profitable franchise for them. absolutely although i think six is still the biggest seller (laughs) yeah i'm absolutely disgusting yeah it's it's a disgrace but same with the, as we've spoken about before, Assassin's Creed does the same thing. You you get punished for the game previously, or or praised yeah. previously. Um, it would be the game that came after six that they never did. That I guess would be. In fact, no, we did discuss this. Seven sold pretty poorly, and it's probably because mm. of six. Yeah, well, I think that, we, that is to blame. Yeah. 
So that brings us to the end. What have we got next, Alex? We're about to go and do the OG version of Resident Evil Three. Is that fair? Or like that, we're like, that is what we're, we're adding, doing. Adding textures to this one probably because we'll be emulating it on on PC. But for all intents and purposes, it's the OG version. It, it is the OG version. We will be playing the the seamless HD project version that I will link to in the episode notes of that episode. But it's and, effectively a special version of the Dolphin emulator, which allows you to play the GameCube version. In ridiculous right, okay. high def, it's beautiful. And it's you, this is in my memory. I've played like a bit, an hour or so of this game. It is like there's an, a more action heavy feel to it. Like you yes. literally start with a machine gun. Yes. So it's going to be a different vibe to what we've got. Yeah. In RE2, lots of um, choices to make. Whenever the nemesis comes along, you've got to decide whether you want to. Well, you always get two choices to make, mm-hmm. and that will affect different things in the game so it's probably gonna be worth a couple of playthroughs i think cool and is it short how long is it yeah it was criticized for how short it was okay so it probably will get a couple of playthroughs which we can give more we can give more um context to because we're gonna i'll probably read itchy tasty about resi 3 to re-understand what they were doing mm-hmm. while they made it you've also got that book, yeah, haven't you? so it's worth a read i've got yeah i've got that book um it's very good have right. you finished it? um yeah 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 i loved it which I suppose brings us to the end. Um, if you enjoyed what you heard today, and even if you didn't, please subscribe to us on your podcast feed of choice and then do us a favour and leave us a five-star review. If you prefer to see while you're here, you can also head over to our YouTube channel where you can catch up in the video version of the podcast. Beyond that, we love to hear from you all, so please send us any questions or thoughts over to our email address, awinnerisyoupod at gmail.com. Or you can also keep up to date with the latest going-ons here at Winner Is You Towers by following us on Twitter at Winner Is You Pod. Or give either myself or Alex a follow at David Smiley one and at SuperThrillix if Twitter's still alive by this point, where you can be treated to whatever word vomit comes to our minds at any particular moment. From my side, I continue to write my weekly newsletter, so please head over to supersmiley.substack.com and subscribe so I can send you a weekly email about the interesting news going on across the games industry. Alex, do you want to pimp your podcast? What is going on this week? What game are you covering? Or themes are you voting for? Sorry. Uh, Hack and Slash games this week. Great one. What's your vote? Or is that top secret? That was that was my choice this time around. Um, well, it was really funny because at the end of the the recording for the last one we were well after we finished recording uh, we were sort of trying to feel out what each other had thought about picking and i i said basically if you're gonna nominate a game a hack and slash game for a hall of fame surely it begins with either b d um (laughs) g and then somebody said or n and i was like what the hell is n um so mine is bayonetta that's definitely yeah after you start after i asked you and you started speaking i was like he's definitely picking bayonetta yeah, because obviously, and then you know what you know the D and the G. I assume the Devil May Cry, and yeah, the G, God of War, mm. yeah, and then N. I'm Ninja pretty sure Gaiden. That, yeah, I think that's what he's going to pick, which okay. is an excellent game, fucking absolutely rock hard, great old but Xbox. I'm sure he's picking that up res port as well. So on Game Pass, yeah, really good, really really good. That's the first game I played on my Series X. <laughs> was my, my original xbox copy of ninja gaiden excellent excellent yeah in a slightly better quality than it could have been played on the xbox one that i just got rid of i'm trying to think what i would pick for a hack and slash game 
They're not my. It's not my genre. I don't know. I think a lot of people on that pod are going to feel the same way. I think I because it was my choice of category. A lot of them are just kind of like, yeah, let's get it over with. My one's probably my honestly, my one's probably enslaved. But I, I've got no idea how that plays today. So it, it it may be bad. Does that even count? It's made by this is the thing. The DMC like, what counts lot. as a hack and slash? Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I guess it probably does then. Because there's a lot of sort of platforming to that in a way yeah. that you wouldn't expect. But I don't know how much platforms Bayonetta got. I've never even seen that game in action. Oh, you are missing out. I'm going to make you play that one day. You're going to force it, force it on a podcast at some point. Yeah. I mean, if you Google it, you're getting stuff like all the Dynasty Warriors games, that Metal Gear nope. Rising Revengeance, which is pretty okay. fucking cool. That's probably a valid choice. The old melon chopping. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? All the bayonetas are there. No more heroes, apparently. Dark Siders. Um, nah, I, that's no more heroes. I don't. I nah. Star Wars: Dark The Siders Force Unleashed. <laughs> nah. Near Automata. Um, Hades. Played that one. He, Lollipop no. Chainsaw. Okay, that's probably one. I, I watched someone do a retrospective review of that and made me want to play it. You Then you made me want to play it by saying that. Yeah. Which I already yeah. wanted to play it anyway. And now I really want to play it. Because I think they're going to remaster that, aren't they? I heard, yeah, there's something floating about about it. Yeah. Need to play it in a dark room where no one can look through the window and see what I'm playing. Yeah, lock the door. Yeah. And on that bombshell, <laughs> I've been David. He has been Alex. We have been a winner as you. And I'm out. Keep gaming.